What's going on, everybody? Anthony Jr. here, and thank you all for tuning into the Safety Realm. And as I promised, and as I told you all last year, I have a special, special guest. Her name is Mrs. Lauren Thomas. How you doing, Miss Lauren? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you here on the show. I have been telling my listeners that, hey, I'm going to bring a fresh voice to the actual segments that I do here on the safety realm. So I'm so excited to have you. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Miss Lauren and some of her credentials. Miss Lauren, her education, she has a bachelor's and a master's degree in environmental engineering from Texas Tech University. By the way, I actually had a friend that actually attended college there. He actually plays overseas now. So that's great. You might know him. And also, she has eight years of environmental health and safety experience. The industries that she's worked in is upstream oil and gas. She's also been a safety consultant and she's worked in chemical manufacturing. Now, what I like about Ms. Lauren is she's very active. A lot of safety professionals at time, they just leave safety at work. But Ms. Lauren actually is the founder of Safety Playbook, which helps entry-level safety pros improve their systems and safety culture tools, resources, and online courses. She is a wife and a cat mom. And when she's not working, she likes to be in her vegetable garden and also likes to sip a little wine on her patio from time to time and just kind of chill out. So, so excited to have you, Ms. Lauren. Um, how are you feeling today? So excited to be here. I can't wait to, to talk with you today. Awesome. Awesome. Now tell us a little bit about Safety Playbook. I'm interested to know. Uh, I, I know I gave them a quick little brief introduction to that, but um, are there any other um, services that you offer doing Safety Playbook? Yeah, so, so my mission is really to help um, the solo safety professional or the entry-level safety professional just help reduce the headaches and the heartburn, give them more tools and resources. Uh, I know when I was starting out in the safety industry, I couldn't find a lot of what I was looking for. And so I'm trying to create that. So we'll have uh, more tools and products coming in the future. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I I think that's great. Uh, One of the things that stood out to me when I read um, the information on this bio that you actually gave me about yourself was you help entry-level safety pros, which I've been in safety for a year and eight months, as you know, we had the call earlier and spoke about. And I tell you, you know, we definitely need people like yourself that's able to help us along the way, because when you're first getting into safety, you're trying to figure everything out. You're trying to figure out how to communicate and how to do things. It's always good to have other resources that you can um, go to and say, hey, well, maybe this will help me with me being a better safety professional. So I think that's great. Absolutely. There's a lot of people with a lot of experience, which is great, but you got to learn somewhere. So I'm here to help those people out for sure. Absolutely. And what we're going to be talking about today, everyone, is actually the five tips for a better safety culture. I did not come up with this topic. Actually, Miss Lauren came up with this topic which I'm going to probably spend more time asking her questions 
just to kind of get her point of view. And I also will put, you know, my two senses in on this as well. But I think these five tips that we actually have that we're going to talk about, Ms. Lauren, is actually going to help a lot of business men and women out there and a lot of safety professionals just kind of be better people. So the first one that I actually have here that Mrs. Lauren wanted to talk about is conduct floor walks and sidewalks and make your time count. Can you explain what you mean by that? Absolutely. So um, I think regardless of what industry you're in, you know, safety culture has such a huge impact on um, how many people are getting hurt or and, and making sure that they're being safe. So um, I think it's really important for safety professionals to to get out of their office, get out of their car, go walk the site, go spend time where the work is being done um, and, and make sure that people know that you're approachable and that you um, are there for them to support them and to serve them in, in helping, you know, to be safer. So I think that's great. You know, um, with, with the work that I do as well, conducting those floor walks, actually, I took a course and one of the things that the course said is at least every hour to 30 minutes. This is like if you're a safety manager, because, of course, when you're a safety manager, you're in more meetings and probably doing some type of AHA type of um, step by step safety um, protocol sheets. But I actually have seen that doing those floor walks definitely does help build the morale with the workers that you work with. It helps them see that you're you're actually in on the job you're you actually are part of the team when you come out so i 110 percent agree with conducting the floor walks and doing site visits it, it really does help absolutely and, and with this next one you said engage worker in conversations about safety um engaging the workers kind of goes with conducting those floor walks of course when we as safety professionals are walking the floors and when we're going out into the field, we're always looking for hazards to, to eliminate, reduce, or mitigate. And if we can't necessarily reduce the hazard or mitigate the hazard, then we provide our workers with the personal protective equipment that they need. But explain what you mean or, or the value of actually engaging the worker in conversation about safety. Absolutely. I think... So especially as a safety professional, especially if you are in any sort of management role or leadership or supervisor, it's so, so important that whatever you ask about first, when you first walk up to that person, that shows what you care about most. And so if you're asking them about, you know, the orders that have to get out the door, if you're in manufacturing or um, how the process is running, or if you're on time or on budget with the project, that shows that that's more important than safety. And so asking about safety first and really making sure that, you know, through your words and your actions, you are engaging them about safety shows how much you care about it. Um, it also, it helps to build that relationship. So um, asking about their family or how their weekend was or just building that relationship will then make them more comfortable in bringing concerns to your attention or, um, you know, making you more relatable and building that relationship, I think is the most important thing. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when I first got in, one of the, the, my actual safety manager at that time, one of the things he said was, you definitely have to engage. I asked them how they're feeling at that time. You know, if you see somebody, they kind of are very quiet, 
for you know the first part of the morning and they seem to kind of be secluded to themselves or isolated a lot of times from other workers seem to just you know have that you can tell the vibe is is not the same maybe how it was a few weeks ago or maybe you've been seeing this same um i guess like state of not necessarily depression but their body language shows that they're just not actually at work their body's at work but their mind is kind of somewhere else and then it comes back to work and he told me one of the things that i should definitely practice is just interacting and engaging the worker and asking them how they're feeling so i 110 percent agree with that as well that you have to engage with them because if you don't you don't the, the the most fearful thing i think for any safety professional who cares about the employee is that employee no longer respecting that safety professional because then it's hard to work with that person you know it's hard to continue to 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 build that trust with that colleague and unfortunately you know in our work people are very skeptical and you let me know um if, if i'm wrong but people are skeptical of different safety professionals when they don't know you because i guess they assume you're trying to throw them under the bus or make them look bad have you experienced that in your career at times absolutely um when i first started with one company you know people were afraid really there was some fear that um the the gotcha moment or the getting in trouble for breaking a rule or something like that and really i had to show people no no i'm here for you i'm here to serve you and to be a resource and to build a relationship with you and then we can figure it out together uh and and one other thing i wanted to mention was I'm a big believer in that the person doing the work knows how the work is being done. They're, they're the expert in it. And even if you are the one that trained them on that, they still know how it's actually being done in the field, on the floor versus in the training room. And so that is incredibly value to us as safety professionals to say, you know, what are the opportunities to improve it? What are the opportunities to make it safer? And so through those conversations, you can can build that relationship and figure out where the improvements can be made. What you just said, you said a key word, they are the professional. Like, yes. so if somebody is a welder, you know, a pipe fitter, if they are an electrician, if whatever they, they actually do, especially when you're talking to ladies and gentlemen that have actually done the work for, you know, five plus years, you have to know how to approach them with the mentality of, I respect your work and the work you put in. Even if they're doing something that may be unsafe, you have to know how to approach them. And I actually can honestly say, I don't think a lot of people um, in our profession sometimes realize that, hey, you do know that when these people come to do their job every day and they do the same thing, sometimes it may be very repetitive work that they become professionals at what they do. Now, there are times where you have a, a, a newbie come into the industry and they're going through training and then you can kind of help them as a safety professional. Maybe you used to do the same work that they that they are actually currently doing and you transition into safety and you see them doing something that it doesn't necessarily even have to be unsafe. It just may slow them down on the production side. Not that we really necessarily care about how fast work gets done, but we can kind of show them, hey, I've been where you are. I, I literally understand what it feels like to work outside in the hot sun and be told that you got to have a certain amount of work done within a certain amount of time throughout the day. And when they find that you relate to them, 
you oftentimes kind of draw them in. And the next thing you know, they're saying, hey, wait a minute. I care about this safety stuff now because of Lauren, you know, or because of Anthony, because we take the time out not to just get to know them, but to also let them know I can understand your position right now that you're trying to get the work done and that you do have to meet a certain amount of production just as long as you don't compromise safety in the process of doing that. So I agree to that 100 100 percent. Now, I do have a very interesting question. I noticed here on your five tips, you say ask for honest feedback and suggestions. Now, that is something that I've actually heard a safety professional do, um, but most of them are seasoned. And when they actually said, hey, what do you guys suggest? I, when I first heard that, I was like, why would this person that's been doing this 20 years in safety ask someone for a suggestion remember i was a newbie so i was like ain't you supposed to know everything <laughs> you know i thought you were supposed to know everything in the book at least if you don't know you better act like it so help the listeners and even me for that matter understand the importance of getting feedback and suggestions from the workers absolutely i think this is critical so if you are doing a task and you don't feel like your opinion matters or you don't feel like the company cares about you or the safety professional cares about you, what, why bother, right? You want to get those people engaged and you want to make sure that they are vested in the process and they feel cared about and they feel part of the culture and they're brought in and they're invited to say, hey, we care about your opinion. We want, we want your help in making this place better. Um, and it's just, it's so powerful. And I think one of the potential pitfalls though, is if you ask for suggestions and then you never act on them, you just disappear back to your office or back to your truck, it, it's gonna send a very strong negative message. And so you have to make sure that when you do have someone that is brave enough to speak up and say, hey, well, actually we could do this better over here, follow up with that person and make sure, even if you can't fix whatever the problem is immediately, follow up with them and make sure that they know, hey, we heard your suggestion, we hear you, we appreciate the, the impact we, or the uh, feedback. We can't do it right now and here's why, but this is what we're looking at and make sure that they get that response. Um, and it just does wonderful things for your culture. You start getting more suggestions and you start getting uh, more ideas. And I'm a big believer in, you know, more, more brains, the better, right? If we can all put our heads together, we can come up with better solutions. That's great. You know, that there's a famous book, uh, probably one of the, the, the most famous books that I've ever read. It says in a, in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. So, you know, like what I may see, right, um, I, I may see something like when I do my safety walks, a lot of times I'll go and I'll walk, but it'll be like five or six, seven of us in a group. And I may notice slip, trip and fall hazards, but somebody else may notice something that I did not see which is why I think that it is important that safety professionals get together. But in the context in which you're speaking is the coworker, the, the person who their, their title is not necessarily when they got hired safety or safety rep or safety coordinator, it's um, a, a labor worker. And I've actually had interactions with my guys and they will tell me, hey man, I know you're telling me to do this, but what about this? And then sometimes I literally sit there, Lauren, and I'm like, man, you know what? I'm happy you brought that up. I didn't think about that part of it. You know, I, that didn't even cross my mind. You know, I know the law. I know the, the book, 
and I know what needs to be implemented, but I didn't think about this. Therefore, we have to take more measures to prevent both of these hazards from possibly um, injuring someone or somebody possibly getting ill. And I like th what I like about this one, about asking for honest feedback and suggestions is it's actually um, trying to see how can I say this? Um, what this kind of does is it actually kind of it kind of reverses the roles for a second, you know, like. Yeah, I'm still safety, but I'm asking you, what do you think? And like you said, it makes them feel involved. They feel a part of safety, not just, oh, yeah, just come to work and be safe. You know, anybody can can give that message doing a toolbox talk or a safety meeting. When you come to work, don't get hurt. Well, yeah, but you got to give them a reason to feel that they actually matter. And it seems like that's been the uh, with these tips. Everything that we're talking about is about the, the actual employee how much they actually matter not just oh i'm in safety and i know i see what you don't well sometimes that's not the case you know sometimes you have people who they actually have been in safety but they didn't like it so they went back to doing what they were doing before and they're able to also help you in your walks and also in your meetings when you're having certain crane picks or if you got a subcontractor coming in to do work on a facility they can actually help you with some things let's say Let's say, God forbid, me or Lauren at our jobs, at our companies, we get sick. Well, we got to have somebody that can fill in the gaps, right? Somebody that can make up the hedge that we can depend on that knows about safety, even though we may not be present at the moment. Do you agree to that, Ms. Lauren? Absolutely. Uh, and I believe, you know, we all have blind spots. We all have areas where we're stronger or weaker. And a lot of the folks I worked with had worked other places before. They had lots of uh, different experience from different facilities or different companies and you know so they may have a suggestion and they may have seen a best practice somewhere else that you could bring and incorporate at your current company so um, I welcome all all opinions for sure that's great and the next one says get your safety team involved and if you don't have one consider forming one now I had to think about this one I said man I what exactly does does she mean by this tip? So I'm going to take a quick jab at it and uh, you can uh, correct me and let me know whether I'm wrong or right. So I'm thinking that you're saying if, if it's a company and they don't necessarily have to have a full-time safety person that they still should form some type of group or make some someone have the responsibility, get them the education or the knowledge. It doesn't have to be a four-year university or a great big certification. It could be an OSHA 10 or OSHA 30 or some type of training to where if you're working in an office space and you're gonna have subcontractors coming in and out, you might wanna have somebody that knows about safety and maybe get them some NFPE 70E training uh, I'm sorry, that's NFPA 70E training to so that way they'll know if we got electrical work that's being done, they can ask the right questions. Did we de-energize equipment before we work on it? Did we use lockout, tag out, things like that? So I'm kind of thinking that's kind of where you was going. Like, even though you don't have a safety professional full time, at least have a safety consultant. Somebody comes in from time to time or somebody within that company have somebody who takes on some type of safety responsibility or a collective group of people. So explain uh, what you mean by that um, safety tip. So I, I love your take on it and I absolutely support uh, what you're talking about as far as getting um, the non-safety professional safety training. Um, but really what I was 
what I had in mind was a, a little bit different. And so I worked at a manufacturing facility and we had all different departments. We had obviously the production and the, the warehouse, but we also had a customer service team. We had uh, folks in accounting and finance and we had labs. And so we formed a safety team where as the safety professional, I was involved with it, but it was really led by the other other employees. And we got about, I think we want to set about eight people on our team and they each represented a different department. So you had influence and perspective from all the different departments represented and they're just frontline employees. They're just workers that have, you know, they're experts in customer service or the warehouse or whatever it is, but we're getting their thoughts and opinions. I think you can see a trend here with getting people's input. Um, right, we had right. them, we had them meet once a month, you know, we pulled the team together and said, Hey, what projects are we working on? What concerns do we have? What are the thoughts in your department as far as safety is concerned? And so we could brainstorm ideas. We could share best practices, talk about, um, any incidents that had occurred, things like that, and just got a lot of information sharing. And then they could take that information back to their departments. And each department had a representative within their department that was kind of a, a mini safety professional, if you will, that if I was unavailable for some reason, they could go to their safety team person. You know what? I think what you're saying makes a whole lot more sense. I mean, yeah, I could I could say what I said before sounds durable, but actually having someone from each department is a lot more effective. And then also it's more cost effective, you know, instead of hiring somebody <laughs> in to give you suggestions on you know certain work that maybe a company doesn't do um having a safety team actually if i'm not mistaken we've done that as well with the company i work for where you have a certain amount of people uh one person works over here in the plumbing department another one in the sheet metal department and you get these um if it's not the super the actual supervisors you get that lead foreman involved and you get them and you do that walk on that job site so that they can see what as safety professionals we look for and then also like you said we can get the recommendations of what is it that you guys are dealing with that you feel could help you be um, your guys and help you be more safer as you conduct your work throughout the day so man that's actually good i was way off but <laughs> that's actually uh, really really good information because when i become a safety manager one of the things that i want to be able to do is make sure everybody buys in not that people feel oh well you know the safety guy said handle this he's safety he's safety but i want all of us to have that collective effort to know that we're all safety i don't know if you've ever heard someone say that in an in a actual meeting before but i've heard people say that i have the title i may have a little bit more knowledge in certain areas of safety than you do at times i may have better recommendations but technically all of us are safety persons because we have to be responsible for ourselves especially when the safety person is not present absolutely so, um I, I agree to that. That's actually really good. And if you don't have a safety team, definitely consider forming one. And that is probably something that I have been in, but didn't realize it. Maybe because I was so, I, I was, I still had milk on my breath, you know, trying to kind of <laughs> get into safety. But maybe I didn't notice it much, but that's actually good. I'm definitely going to use that as my career grows. And the last one, that you have on here is evaluate your process around rewards 
and this I think is this discipline yes. I believe it's discipline right and consider recognition instead I one thing I see on here is consider recognition instead so go ahead and explain that I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you take the floor on that I think I think you you, you can go real good into that, that one. sounds good so um a lot of companies what I've seen is they want to reward their employees for going so many days or so many you know a, a year without a recordable OSHA recordable injury and mm-hmm. and I think that's very there's great intentions behind that but what concerns me is that discourages reporting right that if someone gets hurt and it's 364 days have gone by you know their coworkers are going to say hey shh, don't 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 say anything don't say anything we're about to get our pizza party or we're about to get yeah. our our nice leather jackets or whatever the reward is right and so you yeah. are concerned that people may not say something if something happens if they know in advance that they're going to get a reward for going so long um i've also seen concerns around discipline that um if there is an injury that that doesn't get reported for some reason and too much time goes by and someone comes forward and says hey actually you know last week this happened people have gotten written up for that and I think you have to be careful because you're going to again um, discourage people from coming forward even if it's after the fact even if time has gone by and you always want to welcome people reporting Um, and so that's a fine line you know especially involving your HR team or whoever to make sure that yes, we're enforcing the policies and procedures, that we are making sure that people know what the rules are and they're following them, but that we still always encourage, you know, people to be safe or to report injuries or illnesses regardless of the circumstances. And when I say consider recognition instead, um, we actually had a pretty successful program going. We called it the safety champion and we would nominate someone uh, once a quarter and we had a little certificate for them. And we really wanted to, to focus on recognizing those that, you know, maybe they weren't in safety at all, right? They were on the production floor, they're in the warehouse or wherever they were working, but they really demonstrated the behaviors and the, I like to call it the peer leadership amongst their peers of working safely, making sure, looking out for others, trying to share their best practices and their lessons learned and help each other out to make sure that everyone was safe. And we really wanted to recognize those people and said, this is what we're looking for. This person's doing an excellent job of this and they should be recognized for that. So just something to consider. That's great. That's great. Um, the recognition part of, for me was a, a, a big uh, career shocker because growing up when, when I had my first few jobs, you know, you would hear people recognize other employees for certain things and be like, ah, whatever. But as I, you know, grown into adulthood and everything and just started kind of really realizing, like, if you don't do that, people will not want to work at that company, you know, because they may feel that you have all these rules in place and it's good. The rules are there. I always tell people, could you imagine how the world would be without rules? Absolutely. You know, how imagine like right now I'm looking at cars, dri- uh, cars drive at the intersection. Imagine if there were no lights, if there were no stop signs, there would be complete chaos in the world. And I look at the workplace like that. Imagine if there was no safety. Man, people would just do anything in the workplace and people would be dropping like flies. And that's the whole point of 
the Occupational Safety and Health Act and the administration themselves to make sure that these policies and procedures are within companies and that they are being followed to eliminate acute injuries and illnesses and fatalities and people losing fingers. And the recognition part, I said all that to say the recognition part is to say we have the standards, we have the law, but we also, within the context of us doing safety and, and following the procedures, we acknowledge the fact that you all are taking responsibility for yourselves and then also for the people that you work around every day, which encourages people to want to continue to be safe. And also, in, in many cases that I've seen, people may say, hey, I'm ready to cross over into safety now. I actually have that happen to me with, actually with a lot of the, um, I guess, I don't want to say, gym, I don't say, I don't know if it's Generation Z, I don't really know, but the guys and the ladies that are like 19, 20 years old, they oftentimes will ask me, hey, how did you get into safety? because they're thinking, I like the work you do. I like your enthusiasm. I like how you handle the actual rules too. You don't just embarrass someone in front of like 15 other people. You don't do that. You actually know how to conduct yourself. And I think what that does when me and you go out into the workplace and we respect the employees, it also encourages them to want to learn more about safety and possibly transition into safety. Do due to the recognitions you know when you actually recognize people for being safe they may say i think i want to kind of get into safety now i think this is a really really good field for me to get into i think i could be great at it because if i can get a a certificate of you know amongst my peers at this company and we have hundreds of people in this company and i can get this imagine how effective i could be helping save lives and helping other people get home safely so that recognition thing is really, really a big deal. And it really does change the perspective of a lot of employees when it comes to safety in the workplace. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it sounds like you do an amazing job of leading by example. And that's why people are so interested in, wow, look at Anthony. I want to follow in his footsteps, you know, and that's, we need more people like that in safety. So it's great to see. Yeah. And, and I mean, like even, you guys, like I had a quick, uh, quick little call with Miss um, Lauren, and I mean the vibe was like right there. We were right on. We both understood each other. We understood the importance of safety. We understood the importance of continuing to learn. And I mean, I read her credentials to you all. I mean, a bachelor's and a master's degree in environmental engineering, and also eight years of environmental health and safety shows you the commitment of a person because. I have this belief that you really won't last long in safety unless people see your commitment. And Miss Lauren is an example of the people that I want to bring here to, to hopefully bring more encouragement to uh, my generation and the next generation and also to people in the workplace for them to see that us safety professionals, this is our personality. We actually do care. We don't want to just have the paperwork and show up and sit behind the desk all day and you never see us for two days and you're trying to figure out whether or not we're even still working for the same company. But we actually care about the employee. And one of the things that I really enjoy about speaking and doing this specific segment with Miss Lauren is that you're all able to hear that I'm not the only one that cares about safety. Absolutely. <laughs> so, because I'm the only one that's been doing all the talking here on the segments, but now you all have another voice. Um, and also 
a woman in safety, which is a big deal. And it just shows how big safety is. It's not like pro guys or anything like that. Like you actually have women in safety that are effective, that are very educated, that can encourage more women to also come into safety and work amongst a whole bunch of men and know how to actually make safety effective. So I think Lauren is a great, great example of what safety is and what it's like to be a safety professional. So I'm so excited. I actually made a new friend, y'all. I got a new friend. And if you know me personally, I love meeting new people because I feel like life is about people. Uh, Miss Lauren, I actually told my listeners here that I got into safety because I was hoping to make good money. But as I actually have been in safety, I've actually found that it's actually the people that matter the most. The money will come behind the work I put in. It'll come with the passion and the, the dedication. So, so excited to meet Miss Lauren. And again, you all, Miss Lauren is a founder of Safety Playbook. So please look forward to hearing more about that. And this won't be the last segment that I do with Miss Lauren. I hope to have her come back on the actual podcast. And Miss Lauren is also an innovator. She's a creator. She's a collaborator. So please um, definitely look out for her in the future. Well, gosh, thank you so much, Anthony. You're so sweet. I appreciate being on the show. So thank you. Absolutely. And again, I will keep in contact with you for our listeners. And with that being said, you all, that's all I have for Safety Realm today. And I hope you all enjoyed this segment. And I'm going to bring more people just like Lauren here. And I hope that you all learned something. God bless. I'll let you guys later. Thank you, Miss Lauren. Thanks.